This Day in History Class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello, and welcome to This Day in History Class, a show for those interested in the big and bizarre moments of history. I'm Gabe Luzier, and today we're looking at a curious milestone from the early days of aviation, the first time a cow was flown and milked inside an airplane. The day was February 18, 1930. A dairy cow named Elm Farm Ollie became the first of her species to travel by airplane. Although she was just two years old at the time, Ollie was already a cow of many names. She had been known as Nellie J prior to her flight, then had her name changed to Ollie for the big event, and afterward she was given the nickname Sky Queen. Before she made history, Elm Farm Ollie lived at Sunnymead Farms in Bismarck, Missouri. Then, in early 1930, she was sold to the organizers of the International Aircraft Exposition in St. Louis. That expo was held over nine days and was sponsored by Shell Petroleum. It featured exhibits on aviation as well as air shows, races, and stunts. One celebrity participant was Lieutenant Jimmy Doolittle. At the time, he was a noted flying ace with a talent for racing, but in later years, he would earn the Medal of Honor for his service in World War II and go on to retire as a four-star general. Doolittle would have had top billing at the exposition if not for one other guest whose own flight grabbed all the headlines. The Flying Cow demonstration was motivated by two factors. First and foremost, it was a publicity stunt meant to promote the fledgling aviation industry. The idea was to get rural Americans more interested in the still new concept of flying in an airplane. And, for whatever reason, it was decided the best way to win Middle America's support was to show them that planes could be used to fly livestock between towns. One St. Louis paper described that mission as, quote, blazing a trail for the transportation of livestock by air. Needless to say, the air freight transportation of cattle never quite caught on. But in this isolated case in 1930, it at least made for an entertaining afternoon. Elm Farm Ollie was known for her gentle nature, which is what made her an ideal choice for the flight. After all, there aren't a lot of thousand-pound animals that would tolerate being stuffed inside a cramped airplane. And speaking of the plane, it was a Ford trimotor aircraft, an early model plane capable of carrying either ten human passengers or one cow and an attendant. True to its name, the trimotor had three engines, but even still, its cruising speed was just 90 miles per hour, and with a cow on board, possibly a bit less. Thanks to Ollie's sweet disposition, getting her on the plane was no problem, and they were able to safely make the flight from her farm in Bismarck to the Expo in St. Louis. The second motivation for putting a cow on an airplane was even weirder than the first. Reportedly, scientists wanted to observe the cow's behavior as a way to determine the effects of flight on animals. In particular, they were curious about whether or not flying impacted the ability of a cow to produce milk. And that was actually the other reason that Ollie was chosen for the mission. 
she was considered an uncommonly productive Guernsey cow, typically requiring three milkings per day. If any cow was going to be open to the idea of being milked in midair, it was going to be Elm Farm Ollie. The man for that particular job was Ollie's attendant, Ellsworth W. Bunce, a native of Wisconsin, the dairy state. During the brief 72-mile trip from Bismarck to St. Louis, Ollie became the first cow milked in flight, and Bunce became the first man to milk a cow in flight. It's unclear how many others, if any, have joined that particular club, as believe it or not, nobody seems to be keeping track. Still, scientists and farmers alike would be pleased to learn that altitude had no effect on Ollie's milk production. Over the course of the short flight, the cow lived up to her reputation, producing a staggering 24 quarts of milk. Then, because none of this was silly enough yet, that milk was carefully bottled and packaged into paper cartons, which were then dropped from the plane as it flew over St. Louis. To keep things from getting messy, tiny parachutes were attached to the sky milk to make sure it reached the ground safely. Famous aviator Charles Lindbergh reportedly drank a glass himself, though in his case, Bunce had set aside a special court to give him once they had landed. When the flight was over and Ollie had greeted her adoring fans at the expo, she was taken back to her former home on Sunnymead Farms in Bismarck. She lived there for eight peaceful years until she passed away from natural causes at the age of ten. She was remembered by those who knew her as a warm, friendly animal. A really good cow. Ollie, a.k.a. Nellie J., a.k.a. The Sky Queen, was born and raised in Bismarck, Missouri. However, today, her legacy burns the brightest in Wisconsin, a state renowned for its dairy output, but also one that Ollie never stepped hoof in. Nonetheless, she's been honored there as the subject of numerous stories, cartoons, poems, and paintings. Many in the state also celebrate Elm Farm Ollie Day on February 18th each year. The event often corresponds with dairy festivals held in different towns, but if you want to meet Ollie's most ardent fans, look no further than the National Mustard Museum in Middleton, Wisconsin. Its founder and curator, Barry Levinson, composed and performed an operetta devoted to Ollie's historic flight. It's called Madame Butterfat, and it features an epic eight-and-a-half-minute medley titled The Bovine Cantata in B-flat major. It's definitely worth seeking out the whole track for yourself, but for now, I'll leave you with my favorite part, a closing section set to the tune of Ode to Joy by Beethoven. Take it away, Barry. Sing we praises of that new cow, airborne once and evermore. Kindness, courage, butter, cream cheese, these kind things we can't ignore. I'm Gabe Lucier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. You can learn even more about history by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. And if you know of any other cow-centric songs I should know about, please send them my way at thisday at iheartmedia.com. 
thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thank you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class. All we want is El Farmali, fa-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la. Terry products make us jolly, fa-la-la-la-la-la-la-la. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.